everybody and welcome to Two Random Nerds Talk About Doctor Who Series 3. My name's Connor. My name's Harry. Hello. Uh, what year did Doctor Who Series 3 come out? Harry, my good friend. 2007. Wow, I remember where I was in 2007. I partially remember where I was in 2007. I was at home watching Doctor Who on a Saturday night. For the whole year? For the whole year. I never left my front room. Oh, I went to school. No, I missed it. I started secondary school in 2007. Fucking hell. God, that's something we should do with these episodes as well. Is we like specify the year of something if we're doing a specific thing and but where we were when it, like especially for Doctor Who, that's what we should do. Yeah, I was in, I was in year five, not year six. Year five. Yeah, you would have been year below me. So, because <laughs> um, I remember that's no, that's that's same for the series four. But um, yeah, yeah, I started. I started secondary school. I remember I had my own Sky Plus box in my bedroom. Did you? Re- oh, I think I had one as well, actually. Um, and that was how I watched Doctor Who. I never used to watch it when it was on. I used to watch it after, but on like when it was, you know, after it'd been recorded. And that was still back at a time when I used to go to bed early. Oh, yeah, but to be fair, I love going to bed early now. Like I could stay up all night. I, I hate wrong, it. But I, could, I hate I could, it. Uh, I could stay up all night happily, but I could also fall asleep at like ten and be no, happy. That, okay, that. No, that's that's a difference to when you're looking at the clock and you're like. Oh, it's nearly eight o'clock. I've got to be up at four thirty tomorrow morning. Guess I better go to bed. And yeah. you're looking at, out your window, and it's still fucking sunlight. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, no, that is that is. True. And then you still feel exhausted disgusting. when you wake up in the morning. Anyway, that's not what this is about. I don't want to get salty about having to wake up at four thirty every morning. Um, we're going to talk about Doctor Who series three, and we're going to make a tier list as we do it, as we do. Um, as we do. <laughs> as we do. Uh, so. Harry knows Doctor Who better than me, so he'll know the order of all these episodes. Um, but the first one is definitely Utopia, right? No, uh, what's the first wow. episode of this series, Harry? We are going to start from the, the Christmas special, The Runaway Bride. Now, a lot of people oh my be God. Like, a lot, yeah, I know. A lot of people are going to be like, that's not, that's not, that's not episode one. However, I raise you, if you look at the production notes for these... Oh my these, God. Yeah, look, let's just let me finish. If you, you know look what? at the production notes Did... for these series, technically, the Christmas special of each series so in this case the runaway bride technically counts as episode 3.1 or 3.x i can say what you said better than that go on him when i bought the box set when i when i was gifted the box set for series three the runaway bride was the first episode on there and that as well yeah um but i liked i like the production notes part um so yeah we're gonna start we're gonna start yes we're gonna start with the runaway bride um, and, oh yeah! If in case you need a reminder of our rankings, best episode ever, unmissable, just an episode, filler, and worst episode ever. I think for me, Runaway Bride is one of my is one of my top end Christmas specials. I'd say unmissable. I think it's yeah. the introduction of Donna, which she's great. The whole sequence with the Tardis is chasing after the cab on the on the motorway is to this day so good and so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of um, fun. And they just have a great dynamic. 
um, as we, we never, talk about in Series 4. But We never yeah. mentioned it in the Series 2 talk, but I like the way the episode is set up as well, you know, with the whole Doctor just looks up and she's just there. Yes, yeah. It, it's it's nice to see, because obviously the Doctor's still mourning Rose, but he's had he has to fully just head first jump into carrying on because he hasn't got any other choice. Um, and I think it works, that works... That's sorry. That's one of the things that works really well for David Tennant's Doctor, um, as we'll see in like the later on uh, ones we do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I thoroughly really enjoy this episode. There's a few there's a few bits here and there I'm a bit like that just narrowly miss out best episode ever. But um, yeah, I I love this episode. It has a similar tone to the like Christmas Invasion, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Like not completely, but in terms of like, doesn't it? Doesn't it? This one has like the little Santas again, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Because when you look at it, they have the Santas in the Christmas Invasion, which you'd think is for the Christmas Invasion, but it can be confusing. Because like, oh wait, are they setting up the Runaway Bride in the future? There's a lot of kind of mixed things in there, which is why it misses out on Best Episode Ever for me. Isn't it because like the 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 uh, they're they're sort of like. They're like little aliens that tag along with a bigger alien sort of thing. Yeah, they go. Like, to that's like how they explain it. Like you know, like because they call them pilot fish or something, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and they, they use reference of like sharks. Yeah, how you you get the smaller one, then you get the big fish. Yeah, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. As Qui Gon Jinn once said. Um, yeah, unmissable. I put that there. I like uh, that 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 like. The Doctor's obviously in a dark, going to a darker space, and then like Donna's the one that brings him down. Yes. Um, Great final sequence. Yes. And then she's like, "I ain't going with you." And he's like, oh, "You scare me to death." Yeah, I don't remember exactly the inter the interactions there. I just remember like, yeah. Oh, I do. I'm just not saying it. <laughs> no, that's fine. You don't have to go into all those details. Anybody who's watched it knows. Or not anybody who's watching, because I have watched it and I don't remember. So, anyone, um, anyone that knows me knows for a fact that I'll know it. So we'll move along to um, episode one. Smith and Jones. Smith and Jones. Introduction of Martha Jones. Yes, cousin of a character that was actually in the end of the series too. Yeah, which they do reference, to be fair. No, I know they do. They reference it, but I feel like introducing her as like... Did you, that actually, she's just the cousin of another character rather than as her own character. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Smith and Jones. I think this is one of the best opening episodes of a series. I was going to go... I'm happy to go best episode ever because I... Oh, yeah. I, I love I, this episode. Yeah. I, and me and Connor spoke about this in the part. And we've, we, I adore this episode. I think it's... It's, it's just great. It's so much fun. It's, it's, it starts it off... Take, Insane, like it's just it starts off like Martha because they always do like usually start off with the the um companion's point of view. Yeah, Martha's just like oh, I'm just doing my thing, and then it's just like Doctor runs up to her, takes his tie off. He's like, see, just like this or whatever he says. Do you know what it? Something it does so perfectly is sets up the series in such a clever way. So you have in the first five minutes, bear in mind, you have the introduction of all of her family members. You have the Doctor interrupting her and her being like, oh no, screw the family members, I'm going to focus on this random guy that's just come up to me. Um, you get, in the episode, you get a lot of cheek and you get a lot of fun elements, which is what the series is, but you also get a lot of more serious and a bit more grounded moments and it really helps set the tone. It has hints to Harold Saxon towards the end of the episode. 
Yep. And then it has a great sequence of seeing the TARDIS again for the first time, but from a different character's perspective. It does everything a first episode for a companion should do, and it does it well. Is this... Um, is that... Just a reminder. Is is that the episode where when she says it's bigger on the inside, the Doctor mouths it along with her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. this episode. Cool. Okay. Cause I remember that, because I remember going, is it? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, yeah, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> it is that a fun episode, and it's got the best characters in all of Doctor Who. It's got the fucking Jadoon! <laughs> Did you... Right. Right, as well... Whatever guy <laughs> sat with Russell T Davis and went, no, sorry, it was Russell T Davis. I mean, he wrote the episode. I want to be in that meeting where he sits with like his designers and stuff, and he goes, right. So the the uh, we're gonna do the space police. Oh yeah, yeah, the big rhinos. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, big rhinos and helmets. That's literally all I want. And it's <laughs> it's it's fucking genius. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I love series three, man. I fucking love this series. This has this episode also has the scene where it's like the the um the radiation he puts it into his shoe right <laughs> yes random radiation and then he's like oh look silly with one shoe throws both of his shoes away and just says barefoot on the barefoot moon. on the moon and claps his teeth together <laughs> yeah but yeah best episode best episode ever hundred percent there's no doesn't he, he breaks his sonic screwdriver as well and then just throws it away he's like oh I love my sonic screwdriver <laughs> she's like doctor and he's like oh, he just throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh god not... I remember I do remember this episode so well series 3 is so good we're off to a good start <laughs> I genuinely I might have to rewatch this episode after we record <laughs> when I have lunch um, but yeah let's not let's not dwell on it too much let's move on to the next episode The Shakespeare Code episode 2 that was episode 2? it was yeah okay for some reason I thought Gridlock um, was no it's episode 3 oh okay um, strong episode good episode I, I think, think... I think it's fun it's a lot of fun. It's not the strongest episode in the series. The, out of the, in a series that has a lot of strong episodes, this is one of the weaker ones. Not in a bad way. Um, I think... Yeah, I think overall, plot-wise, it's probably one of the weaker episodes, but I think there is a lot of fun to had, to be had here still. Yeah, you also get a very good kind of... It's the first time in a series where he kind of references Rose, and you get a good clear dynamic of him and Martha and how Martha feels about it um yeah 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 but, but where say... do we put it <laughs> oh unmissable or just below unmissable maybe would you put it in just an episode yeah maybe, maybe. I feel like it overall has no big bearing on the series in terms of what it where it's going but it, yeah, it, it is. It does. It is fun, but so just an episode does sound about right. I'm happy with just an episode. Yeah. Um. So next, gridlock, the gridlock. return to New Earth, the return of the face of Bo. Yeah. Um, right. And I'm, right near the end. <laughs> I'm gonna say right out of the bat, this episode is unmissable purely for the scene where he says to him, "You are not alone." That comes straight back in the yeah, finale. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I suppose. That, that that is like a big plot setup point, but remember we were going to try and say we're not going to focus too much on plot plot elements. True, true. Because otherwise, there's a lot of episodes. I mean, there was a lot of episodes that could end up being just put as unmissable. Any mention of Harold Saxon could be put as unmissable. Yeah, no, good point, good point. So, but but um, I do like this episode actually as well. I like the little all the little different little like people and aliens we see when he's jumping through the cars. Yeah, it's a good um. Uh, 
Martha and the Doctor are separated for the first time, yeah. um, and, and to see how they do without the other person, and the reveal of like how long people are in that queue. Yes. Who? What's yeah. the name of the fucking character who's like? Is there? There's a. Isn't there a cat man in this? Brannigan. Yes. <laughs> Make uh, a mental fact, note. It's, it's the sorry. It's the fact as soon as you went, isn't there? And I went in my head. I went Brannigan. I knew it straight away. Yeah, like, make a mental note of uh, Brannigan again so that we can bring him back into our series. Uh... <laughs> I love I love Brannigan, happily. <laughs> um, but yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah, it's, good ep- it's a good episode, this one, actually. It's, fun. Like, it's, it's not, a lot of fun. Not especially amazing, but it's, it's a good episode. I think it's stronger than the Shakespeare Code. Yeah, I'd put it in Unmissable. I wouldn't got no qualms against about that. Yeah, I would as well. Um, oh, also at the end of the episode with um, the Doctor be, like explaining himself to Martha. I like that. When they're just in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful sequence. And, and she's a beautiful like, way to end the episode as well. She's like, I ain't moving. And then there's the little drug things as well, isn't there? Yeah. Feelings. Emotions. Do you want some happy, happy, happy? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, the next one is Daleks in Manhattan. Andrew Garfield's in this of- one. Andrew Garfield is in this one. If and so's um, Captain Panaka from Star yep. Wars Episode One. I don't care about the actor's name. I just know I'm that... Also... Actually, I've, fun I've... story about that actor. Um, he refused to be in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, because he wanted to see the script before he um, signed off. And they were like, nah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, to an actor, that is a fair, that is a fair like... To an actor to that would have been in like two scenes, he would have just been what Captain Typho became. Yeah, he wouldn't have been that much. Yeah, so who cares? <laughs> um, anyway, I really like this episode. I really like this. Episode I like these two parter. One. To be fair, I like this two parter a lot. I think it, I think they're really really strong. I think the return of the Daleks, um, and I like I like yeah I like the fact they did something new with it. Like I okay, not everyone thinks it works, and that's fine. But you can't you can't go against it for saying. Oh, it's trying something completely. It wanted to try something different, and it works. I, I like me. the idea of like it's about like Dalek Sec being like, no, we need our species needs to survive somehow. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna <laughs> turn ourselves into weird looking humans, and then the other Daleks are like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna stay as Daleks. Thank you very much. And for it context, remains with just the one Dalek at the end. Yeah. For Dalek, context, Dalek Khan. For context, as we speak about, because we kind of speak about both episodes, it's yeah. Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks are the two episodes' names, just to get that out of there. But, um, you say evolution, it's evolution. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, evolution. You say it however you want, I don't know if there's actually a, an, an actual way. I I would I would say these are in the top two categories for sure, I'm not too sure where I'd place them. Um, um, but I, I really, really enjoy them. I really like both episodes. but I, I do as well. For some reason, I think the first episode sticks out more, but I think the second episode is probably the better one. I'm not sure. First episode has that really good sequence when the Daleks go to the little um the, the little town, don't they? That they made up in the in the in the park. That's the second episode. Is that the second episode? Yeah. First episode. What do I think? How does? I mean, the first the episode, first episode, episode ends, ends with Dalek sec. Yeah. It, wait, when the the Dalek sec thing happens in the first episode. If they still don't know the Doctor's in that scene, right? Or do they know he's there by that point? They don't. It ends with him like Iron Dalek sec, and then the start of the second episode, the Doctor reveals himself. 
Yeah, I, I think the second episode is probably the better one then. Yeah, I'd say the same. So would you not put them both in? I in neither of them. In, I don't know where would you put them. I think. I think I'd put Evolution of the Daleks in. I don't know actually. I don't know if I want to just throw them into best episode ever. I think Daleks in Manhattan, unmissable. Yep. Evolution of the Daleks, unmissable as well. Just above Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah, and I think I know we're not talking about plot points, but you also have the nice thing at the end with Dalek Khan that comes back in series four. Yeah, I do like um, that whole. It's, it's like it's similar to. Um, well, it's just one of the one of those things where it's like, how's that going to come back to pay off? Well, like, I remember thinking that for a while. It feels like forever, but obviously it wasn't that long. When you're a kid, it feels yeah. like forever. Yeah, of course. But I'm happy with them both being an unmissable. Cool. Um, next episode is next. the Lazarus Experiment, which is uh, written and starring Mark Mark Gatiss as um, not Lazarus. an alien. He's he's technically he technically when he turns into that big monster, he's still technically human. He's technically reborn. Um, um, and I am reborn. Yeah, uh, um, I think this is just an episode. I'm not a big fan of this episode. Yeah, I'd agree. I like what it does for Martha and the Doctor. And I like yeah. their dynamic in the episode. There, there are parts of the episode I like. I just don't care for the the Mark Mark Gator's character. I don't know why. I just don't. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I don't not... like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> I, I know he's... The bad guy in the end as well, but like I just don't like this guy. And then the doctor's playing an organ for some reason. Yeah, I'm more than happy to have this as um, just an episode. Uh, above or below the Shakespeare Code? I would say above because I think it's got some. I think the moments between the Doctor and Martha and this are better than the Shakespeare Code. Okay, 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 okay. I'll put it there. I'll put it there. I ain't gonna argue. Can't be bothered. <laughs> moving, moving on. Swiftly. Moving on. Um, forty-two. This is the one yeah, I always so... forget, but then I always, then I sometimes end up remembering it. And it's the weird, like he's got a helmet and he's like possessed or something, isn't he? Yeah, written written by Chris Chibnall, who went on to show oh, on the wow. show. Oh, um, wow. Not very well, but he, he showed <laughs> Um Don't be mean. Look, nah, I'm joking. But that's you do episode, better. That's, a, that's an episode. That's an episode for a different time. That was really <laughs> confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just for con- the context, we've recorded two episodes today, and in both episodes, Connor's very much made me want to cry with laughter in both points. Um, sorry, <laughs> moving on. Um, I, I think this episode's a lot of fun. I think I think it is not the best episode, but I like the fact is the Doctor gets put into a situation that Martha has to get him out. It, it allows Martha, at the end of the episode, to actually take control a little bit. This but, is when the the guy where they keep saying "be with me" or something like that. Burn is that with it? me. What? Burn with me. That's it. Be with me is um, Ray in the Lost Jedi. Uh, Lost Jedi. Rise of Skywalker. I think. Yeah. What yeah. would you put this episode under? I'd probably put it in because of my memory of it. Probably filler. But I'd I'd say just I'd, an episode. Personally. Yeah, I, was say, I don't think it's a bad episode. I just don't. For some reason, this is one that always like escapes my memory. Yeah. So, I'd... yeah, I'd put it in just an episode for that for that reason. Yeah, um, I do think I remember it being like an interesting idea as well. I think like as I've got more distance to the episode itself, I've got more appreciation of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at that. the time I probably didn't like the episode as much when it first came out. I was probably like, eh, that's fair. So um, what bottom end of just an episode or yeah somewhere else. Yeah, 
Yeah, okay. Uh, or do you put Shakespeare Code at the bottom? No, Shakespeare Code's still at the bottom for me. Oh, okay. So a, a below Lazarus Experiment or above Lazarus Experiment? It's probably a better episode than Lazarus Experiment, isn't it? Yeah, put it above, put it above. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Which is funny considering I said I'd put it in filler, but <laughs> I think it's just because I don't remember it. Anyway, um, next, Harry. The next one uh, is a two-parter. Uh, the, oh. Uh, human nature and the family of blood. Oh. Um, the Doctor has to turn himself human. Um, when I first when I first watched these two episodes, I wasn't sure what to think of them, and I rewatched them last year, I think, and they're really, really strong episodes, especially from a writing perspective, and I think. I think yeah, the form, they're incredible. This is a great, they're absolutely amazing episode. So, um, I would happily put them both as best episode ever. Yeah, I'm or at least the second would. part. But yeah, I'd happily put both as best episode ever. Yeah, I'm trying to remember specifically, like, to different. How does the first episode end again? Just remind me. It ends in the in the dance with the family of blood, like, um, takes Joan and Martha hostage, and he's like, you got to oh, choose. Okay, yeah. I think I do think the second part is a lot stronger than the first part. Um, yeah, thinking about it, actually, the second part is definitely. So, would you put that? I'd put I mean... first part as unmissable and the second part as best episode ever. I think. Oh, okay, okay. So, would you put what Human Nature at the top end of unmissable or below the Daleks episodes or one of the Daleks episodes, whatever? Uh, I'd put it towards the top end. Yeah. Okay. I do think yeah, as a, it is a very strong two part. I do think the second part is probably stronger as well. Yeah. Um. Very emotional story as well, what they do with the Doctor in it. Oh, it's some great, great performances, especially by Tennant as well. I, I do, I like that, I love that scene where he goes onto their little spaceship and he's acting like he's still the human. Yeah, and then he just and comes like, out at the end. Ruining everything. <clears throat> and, oh. <laughs> and then so it's a very, good, quite a dark ending for the Doctor. Really dark, yeah. Yeah, shit. Um, Next. What's next, Harry? I think I know what's next, but what's next? We all know what's next. It's Blink by Stephen Moffat. Ooh. Um, I mean, we both know where it's going already. Oh, it's best episode ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. For Considering it's a Doctor Light episode. Um, it's, a, it's a very standalone... I mean, I've. it's a very standalone episode. Like, Yes. But it's, it's just like... It's one of those things where it... If it wasn't doctor who and if you rewrote this a certain way it would make a really like interesting sort of like thriller film almost horror oh yeah it'd be an amazing horror film amazing like um, to the point where this was the first time i'd watched something doctor who related and i was scared <laughs> yeah this was the first episode when i was a kid that actually made me go oh my god this is actually this is a little frightening for me and um, you've got fucking carrie mulligan yes you do She's great. She's a fantastic actress. Um, it's just such it's such a strong episode from everything to the performances to the writing to like the design, um, just all of it is so good. Yes, yeah, very much is. Um, it's definitely an episode I want to revisit at some point. Yeah, same. Like, as in, because I know I haven't watched it for a long time, but. Oh, the concept of the Weeping Angels. This is like I feel like this is the best they were ever used. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Like, yeah. It was it was a very big example of diminishing results, diminishing returns every time they came back. Yeah, unfortunately. They got like watered down too much, I think, especially in the most recent series. 
I don't know. I think, I think, what with uh, Village of the Angels with Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. I think they were used stronger in that one than they had been in other episodes. Maybe. I, I wasn't a big fan of them there. That's, I'll just put it that way. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But then, yeah, I just love the concept of the Weeping Angels. It's like, you know, they are just statues and then they're everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, no, but, but Blink, uh, what are we saying? The top of best episode ever? Is it the best episode of the series so far? It's so far, yeah. I say that so far. I don't know. That might be my favorite episode of the series overall, in terms of be- in terms of best episode. Favorite episode is so far. So far of what we've talked about, my favorite episode is probably Smith and Jones. But in terms of best episode, I think it's Blink so far. Yeah. Um, but next. Well, technically, next is a is a three parter. It is, but well, they are still three episodes. So it's <laughs> three episodes. But um, so the first part is called Utopia. And this is this is my personal favorite episode of the series. Oh, okay. This, this is yeah. This, this is one. what I I think this episode is the strongest one. This one for me. Yeah. This one. Okay. Because I think what starts <laughs> off is just an a, it starts off as a normal episode of the return this of one. Captain Jack. This one. It starts off with a ret- normal episode of the return of Captain Jack, and it's like yes. okay, which is okay, interesting they've... because like if you'd only I mean I don't had torture been running at this point. Yes. Okay. If you'd only been watching Doctor Who and you only knew he'd, I mean, he'd come back to life, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> Jack, and he's yeah, immortal. Exactly. <laughs> and then like it just literally, it's meant it's the premise of a normal episode. They're stuck on the uh, on a distant planet and they've just got to help these people get off. And it it could literally just it could have started and ended as a normal episode. That's and what's then, so strong about the episode, to be fair. Yeah, and then it yeah. throws you the curveball right at the end of no, no, this is this is the master, and because... it links back to gridlock. The weird future humans, off. like nothing, there's nothing, none of that's resolved, really, is it? Like, just, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's just, they just invade that base, and then they probably, and then they died. <laughs> yeah, um, and they throw such a curveball, and it, and the problem is, when you throw curveballs like that, it can either work or it can go down like a sinking ship, and it, it works really, really I well. I think. When do you find out he's got the pocket watch? Because that's what really would make you realise, oh, okay, he's a Time Lord. It's about ten minutes before the end of the episode. Like, Jack and Jack and the Doctor, or 15, Jack and the Doctor are kind of talking while Jack's doing the radiation um, readouts. And um, yes. Marth, he's talking about like regeneration and stuff, and Yana's like, oh, this is, this is all ringing a bell. And he says, I was left on the coast. With just a with nothing, I was abandoned. All I had was this, and he brings out a pocket watch, and Martha turns around, and she sees what it is, and she's like, "I've got to go. The doctor needs me." She doesn't realise that he's a bad guy. Cause she goes, "Why don't you open? How do you not know what it is if you've never opened it?" Um, so she's the one that kind of makes him open it, but she doesn't realise he's a bad guy at the time. Yes. Um, and it's it's just it's 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 insane. I do find the um, <laughs> it's like, why did the face of Bo have to be so fucking cryptic? <laughs> you are it not could, alone. <laughs> yeah, it could have just been like, look, that you're gonna run into someone later. It's gonna be his name's Yana. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, it's the start. It's the start of such a strong finale, and it's the first finale without the Daleks since we came back. So it, it feels. <laughs> it feels like when they were writing the series, that Russell T was probably like. We're gonna have the face of Bo tell the Doctor you are not alone, and then later on they're like, "What do we call this guy? Let's call him Yana." 
because you are not alone. <laughs> yeah. And then but everyone's also, like, eh, okay, it's not really a name, but okay. <laughs> but also, that goes back to Series 2 as well, because he tells him in the first episode of Series 2, I have some... That there'll be a secret that I'll impart on you the next yeah. time we meet. But at at the time, I don't think he'd thought that far ahead. He was probably just like, well, we'll lay some lay some groundwork kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, a lot of, lot of storytellers will do that, won't they? Where they'll put something in and be like, I don't know how this is gonna pan out, but one day it will. <laughs> I'll figure it out. It made make yeah. make a mental note of this thing I've laid down. I mean, I know I've done that in writing where you put something in, you're like that'll pay off somewhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so what? Where, so, uh, where do we put this then? I mean, you said it's your favourite episode. This would go at the top of best episode ever for me, but I'm happy to to hear your where you'd want to put it. I I'll I'll put it there because I think it is true that it it works as like just a, a normal episode. Um, I think if it was just a normal episode, and at the end of it, it's like, oh, we've defeated the weird future humans, but the world's still about to. I don't know. It's like. It would have to be written differently, obviously. There'd be a way to figure out how you save the day at the end of it. So I think on its, if it was just a normal episode, it doesn't work. No, it works because there's a curveball. But when you're watching it, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is going to be huge, have huge ramifications for the rest of the series, which is only yes. two more episodes, but you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't make you... No, when you're watching the episode the first time, you don't think it's part of the finale. No, 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 no. You just think it's just another episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That makes it a lot... Very very strong storytelling-wise. Yeah. Because it, it does... Um, it, yeah. I can't think of the word, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, moving on uh, to the next to the next part of this, this three-part finale. The Sound um, of Drums. The Sound of Drums. Which is... Um, I love just John Sim as the master. He's fucking fantastic. Yeah. He's fucking great. And also, it's a really well-written episode, I find, this one. Yeah. Um, Really good pe- like set pieces throughout. Like you have the chase sequence in the middle. Um, you've got the scene between the Doctor and the Master on the phone, which is great. And then the ending, the way they leave it of, you know, Martha has to run off. The Doctor's been turned old and has been captured. The first time we actually see properly the Doctor's been captured, we don't really know how he's going to escape it. He gets made old. Yeah, and the Tocophane <laughs> invade. And you're like, this was the first finale where I was like, oh my god, I genuinely I'm not too sure how he's going to get out of this one. Um, yeah, it was, it's just it's it's again, I'd argue the best episode ever. I'm happy to put it in un- Unmissable. Oh, I think agree. I think it agrees. I think I'd put it best episode ever, but Below... It's not as good as Utopia for me. Below Blink? Yes, I agree. Above Smith and Jones? That's just such a good episode. <laughs> it can go at the bottom of best episode ever. So what, below Family of Blood? It could be above Family of Blood. Okay. <laughs> um, and then obviously we have... Uh, my thing with The Last of the Time Lords, I think as an overall episode, it's not the greatest... I agree. I will never get over the 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 ending of yes. with, with the Doctor and the Master like that. I, if that if I mean that does that moment deserves a best episode ever, but this isn't a best episode ever for me. As part of a three part finale, 
it works really, really well to climax yes. the story. You have the big kind of action bravado at the end, Jack shooting the TARDIS and him against the Master. It's great. But as if you took it as a standalone episode, I agree with you, it doesn't always... The, the stronger moments in this are some of the strongest in the entire series. Like you said, the Doctor and the Master at the end is probably the strongest moment of the series. Yes. Um, and I like the fact it links back to, with the Toclophane to Utopia about there, the people that were on the rocket ship. Um, it reminds me, because I'm thinking like... You think about when the Doctor says bye to to Rose. Yeah. Like, it's almost... I mean, I think a good part... This is where I think the acting and the directing and the writing for it all comes in very well. Is it almost feels like when the Doctor has said... Like, because he doesn't get to finish his goodbye to Rose, it's almost like he doesn't get the catharsis of it. Yeah. So, like, that very much... that He doesn't get that full emotional reaction. Because it is just yeah. very much... It's just like a tear down the cheek. It's not like an overly emotional reaction. But I think with the the fact with the master being alive, there being another Time Lord, he's, it's so much like oh my god, there's so many possibilities of our for our species in that sense. You know, he's he's very much he's not alone. Yeah. So I think it's almost like a culmination of like he's got so much emotion to exhibit that it all comes out at this one moment. So it's like a very much of a build up, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Hard so hard. I feel like that's why like. It's almost like this is more emotionally heartbreaking to the Doctor than losing Rose. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like it... it's all he has left off home, apart from yeah. the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, where would you Where would you rank it? Because I've gone first for all of them, so I'll give you a chance. Where would you... I, I think it would go into Unmissable. I don't think it belongs in Best Episode Ever, but I don't know above or but Maybe above, maybe top of Unmissable. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to put it top end of unmissable. Because I don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a best episode ever. Because I've not always enjoyed the, you know, the whole episode. No. And it might be the lack of like Doctor stuff, and then he then he but when he returns and he just starts floating, it's like okay, cool. <laughs> so, what does that rank? There's the a lot of good series? moments in the episode. Uh, overall, it ranks the series as unmissable. Nice, I'm happy with that. Which is. I think every season's been unmissable. <laughs> it's my personal best series ever, but I'm happy with it being unmissable. I think it's my personal best series ever, but that's why I'm thinking ranking the whole series doesn't work. I think it's just... <laughs> Should we just go against the series and say, for this one, it's best well, no, it is. It's, be it's best. It is. It, it fundamentally is. Well, when, no, when we come back in the future and rank all the series... Yeah. Not just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I get you. I get you. Um, and when I say in the future, I don't mean like next week. I mean like very far in the future, in like fifty years or so. Um, anyway, yeah, I I think that works. So That's a I, ranking. I I, I enjoyed doing that one because it, it was because it's just a great series. We love it, so it was so fun to be like this. There's no bad episode in this one. I don't think even like the Shakespeare card being at the bottom. Yeah, there's nothing below just an episode. There's there's no categorically think... bad episodes in this. I don't even think series two had anything ranked below just an episode. No, series two had a filler and series one had a filler. Yeah. But this one didn't, so that's alright. <laughs> Boom. A I... Well, there you have it. We, there I mean you have obviously it. 
we want to know what you think. Do you agree with our rankings? Do you not agree with our rankings? Yes. You can follow you can follow us at Two Random Nerds on Instagram, which is um, where you'll find the tier uploaded after this episode. Exactly. And send a message to the Instagram and let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What would you? You know what? Even send us in your own ranking. What would no, you? Yeah, rank, tell us your own rankings. Tell We'd us your own them. ranking. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow us there. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Spotify, please leave a, a, a rating of five stars. That would be lovely, if you don't mind. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a nice review. That would also mean the absolute world to us both. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Doctor Who Series 3, and this is fact, from me and Connor, is the best series ever. Um, <laughs> we won't hear anything bad said against it. It's just, I think... It came at a time, like specifically for me, I know it came at a time where I was so like it was I was that was my height of Doctor Who fandom. Yeah, like very much it was this series. It was when I had like mo- I got like most Doctor. I didn't have a lot of like Doctor Who toys growing up because I didn't like I don't know I just didn't gravitate towards it that much. But I had a few because of this series. Nice. Like definitely, I definitely had the sonic screwdriver and the laser screwdriver. Damn. I still have them somewhere. I still have the laser screwdriver somewhere. I had the laser one as well somewhere actually. Um, but like, yeah, I don't. I feel like, yeah, I don't. This was just the series that I got. This was the one that I happened to actually pay attention, and then was like, so the payoff was really good. Yeah, exactly. There is also that matter of being able to say, oh, maybe it's because you have that sort of connection to it that that's why it's so good to you. But it's like because you remember, it's nostalgia maybe. But it's like not necessarily because I don't watch Doctor Who a lot anymore. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I generally, I generally just think I think the stories in this series are just really well written and executed. Russell T Davies really came into his like own with this one. I mean, yeah, it was very much with series two, but the overarching story I think and is very. And I think it very it's very well set up. The tenth Doctor feels like he comes into his own in this series. Yes. A bit more. Um, but yeah, there we have. There we go. Doctor Who Series 3. We ranked it. We did it. Uh, and you can do it too. If you go online and do it yourself. And then tell us. Thank you for listening. <laughs>